This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has grown to become the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. Check out salesleadershipunited.com and tap into tools used by elite sales leaders worldwide. Accelerate your leadership development. Solve modern sales challenges. Use fully prepped sales meetings in your next team meeting. Thousands of hours of sales leadership materials indexed and searchable with a single click. Create your own personal sales leadership library. Head to salesleadershipunited.com and use the code ROB at signup to get a free trial on me. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth from the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. This show features leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Be sure to check out the all-new salesleadershipunited.com. Fast-track your sales leadership development, gain insights into how other sales leaders are solving challenges similar to the ones you face, and tap into over 400 leadership topics, hundreds of video insights, battle-tested leadership frameworks, and new material that comes out every single week. Sales Leadership United is the easiest investment in yourself you'll ever make. Head to salesleadershipunited.com, use the code ROB at signup, and get a free trial on me. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders who are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. The show just had the biggest month of growth that we have ever had. Thank you for supporting our show. Thank you for your DMs and letting me know the show's helping in your career. I get fired up every single time I hear from one of you, so please keep them coming. And today's going to be a show that I think is going to cause you to want to reach out again. I got a guest I am so excited to introduce. Today, I have the king of comp joining us. I am pumped to welcome Dan Goodman to the show. Dan has been in the sales world for a long time. He started as someone working deals, building channels, and leading people. But along the way, he noticed recurring challenges that salespeople and sales leaders faced around what might be our most sensitive topic, and that's compensation and commissions. Dan has over 25 years of experience in comp review, financial analysis, compensation coaching, and today he has a really cool thing that he does. He helps salespeople and sales leaders ask for and get what they deserve. He protects us. He helps us get what we need when we need the help the very most. And so as a result, today we're going to talk about all things comp. Okay, it's going to be a wide, it's going to be a wide angle that we take. We're going to talk about what makes something work, how you can better lead your team this way how you can protect yourself as a leader and how you can get what's yours, okay? Now, this is a really important conversation. This is one we've never had before. And I promise you, you're gonna love Dan, okay? We're gonna move fast. I want you to buckle up. It's gonna be really fun, really fast, but but get ready because let's go. Dan, welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast. So glad to have you. Thank you for joining me. Rob, awesome to be here. I mean, with that introduction, man, I'm ready to bring it hard here today. We're gonna bring it hot. We're gonna deliver all the goods to everybody. Let's go, buddy. I'm psyched. I'm so fired up. Like, and what everybody's going to realize is this is like not like an active who you are, this energy guy. And I love it, man. We're going to go hot. We're going to go fast. So, 
One time when we met, I called you the anti-HR, but you corrected me and told me you are the counter to HR, not the anti, you're the counter to HR, which, which I think is really interesting. Will you please take a couple of minutes and introduce yourself and what you do with, with sales leaders uh, all around the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm Dan Goodman. I am the uh, founder and CEO of a company called True Commission. Uh, what we've created is an opportunity to provide paid transparency to the sales world. You know, previously it was always a game, you know, where's my commission trying to validate your pay, wondering if you're paid right, both as an individual rep and as a sales leader who's in charge and oversees those reps. So my goal in bringing true commission to the market was to bring pay transparency. So you no longer had to worry or doubt whether you're paid right or not. That time and energy is better spent earning more and selling more for the company or spending that time, you know, having more of a balanced life with your friends, family, and your hobbies. Um, so I, we built up this really cool self-service app. Um, you know, it, it, what we vision here is that it's an overlay that will sit on top of your systems at work um, that will verify as an independent third-party overlay to ensure that all the payments in both directions are fully are accurate and correct. I love it. And, and I'm telling you, I've been in this game for a long time. I, you know, I'm like you, I've got 25 plus years of this stuff and this is not a new problem. This is an age old problem, man. Like sometimes comp plans are so, so complex. It's not a motivator. It's just like, I'm happy to get something at all. And guys like you that could come in and say, listen, let's clarify it. Let's get what's yours, but let's also make sure that we can protect you. So you're not like someone who has to go beg for things that you've earned. I like you're like a patron saint in the sales world, man. And I, we're going to have a saint. We're going to have a Saint Goodman someday, probably because of the work you do. Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing with complex complaints, it's just so unnecessary. You know, there's been like with the advent of commission software that's really come out in the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. I mean, you know, there's been some around 10, 20 years ago, some of the old ones, but there's been a lot of new ones that have come out recently. It's gotten a lot of play. And, um, you know, these employers now feel emboldened to create these overly complex comp plans. They're paying commission software companies six figures to implement these plans. And therefore, they're like, okay, let's build these crazy ass plans. It's almost like a science project. And uh, no one can really understand it or validate it. And they, they, they rely on the commission software company to correctly build out the back end. And what I'm finding a lot as we do a lot of these audits with some uh, organizations is that there's massive errors going in both directions because of the complexity. You know, complexity is fine if, if it serves a purpose, but it, it'd still be easy to understand, easy to track, and easy to explain, and it should be a reason for it. So, like, if you want to drive certain salespeople's behavior based on the different products they sell, some might be high, high margin, log, longer sales cycle, some might just be order taking and, you know, low margin commodity items, and you want to incent the sales force accordingly to be able to drive certain behaviors for the benefit of your company. All right. So this is an awesome setup. And and I don't know how important it is to go back and, and get a little bit about what led you here. I think the story is meaningful, though. I think it's worth two minutes on, sure, sure. you know, you're this passionate guy and, and your story with your wife when she was in sales. I think it's a relative story that will get people's attention. So if we can, I think it's a really great way to set the table for us. Would, would you mind sharing to. that? Okay, Absolutely. let's go. So yeah. my wife has been a rock star sales rep in the VAR market going back 25, 30 years. I have always been someone who has never been openly trusting. I always like to have people verify things. I'd like to understand what are your assumptions that you've made and are they correct that got you to this outcome rather than just trusting the outcome. So, you know, when she, she, I think she brought home a commission check one month that was literally like the size of my annual salary. And I said, you know, we should probably <laughs> keep an eye on this and make sure that you're getting everything that you should, because based on what we know about the leadership at your company, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some errors in here. 
So, you know, I, I developed a methodology to manually track, you know, to check, you know, if they were paid fully and accurately. I look at what that customer originally agreed upon when they shook hands and agreed on that price. And then it could take months and months and months before the customer is invoiced, the, 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 the deal is complete, uh, everything is done. And then the, cust the, the, the customer pays and now the employer, the employee gets their commission. And what happens is, is that very often that number that the employee expected to get paid is very different than what they're actually getting paid months and months later. And there's not a company in the world that I'm aware of that'll actually report from the inception of the deal when it was initially closed all the way through implementation, invoicing, you know, collections, and then commissioning. So if we could provide pay transparency so that nobody has to worry about this, it benefits everybody. So by doing this, um, I was able to help my wife, you know, her, her colleagues, our friends, various people that I've met along the way to identify and recover literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of earned but unpaid commissions and resulting bonuses. And every time we went back there, the beauty of it was is that now we armed the, the, the rep or the leader with the data to actually go back and factually prove their case. Before they just had to say, well, I don't think I'm getting paid right in this deal. It was supposed to be this, but it's too complicated. We actually run all this stuff through your comp plan based on your performance year to date, where you're at with your accelerators and quantify the amount of commissions that appear to be underpaid. Now you're armed with that information to make an intelligent argument to go back and get that money. And every time we've done this, my client has come home with the commission check that night because the employer realizes that there's a liability that has been created by not paying them fully and accurately. And when this is acknowledged by the employer, there, in many states, there could be triple damages for not paying wages on time. All right. So now that you've told that story, now I, I think we have a lot of people's attention. You said something that I want to underscore, put in bold, maybe make the font a little bigger. How many times did they get more money? Every time. Every time. Every single time. I hope that we got 50,000 people that are like, oh, so we're going to have this podcast be the tale of two stories today. We're going to split it in two halves. Number one, what responsibilities do we have as leaders to create clarity and make sure that we don't have to have our people looking for what's owed to them? We want to be that kind of leader. The second half is going to be like, how can we protect ourselves? What are the things that we should be aware of? What are our rights? That's one of the things I love is you're this advocate that helps people. And so I think this is going to be two really important stories that we're going to, that we're going to have. So I'm excited about this. Why don't we start with, as a leader, you know, you say there's lots of complexity. Every time somebody go, comes and works with you, you find things that are owed. Like, I think leaders have a responsibility to have authenticity in how the comp plan works and that the people that are out there busting their asses get paid what they're owed. Is that a fair thing for me to say? Is Absolutely. I mean, it's a really frustrating situation. It's even worse than that. I'm finding in a lot of situations that they're purposely withholding information from the reps to be able to validate the pay. I mean, let's just really? be honest with everybody. Let's be transparent. Let's be adults, right? We're not in you know, junior high school or bullying and intimidating people to, to have them not do, take certain actions, right? I mean, I've worked with reps. I've done posts about this. They're, they're looking to get the data to verify their pay. The, the, so they're asking for it. The first thing they say, don't you trust us? Why isn't anybody else asking for this information? Are you a team player? Do you plan on being here long? I mean, when you get these types of responses from your leadership- wow. All of a sudden, you're backing up and saying, well, maybe I shouldn't ask. You know, it's this bullying and intimidation. And, you know, that that rep that got that information from their leader, we ended up finding them over $36,000 that they got back from their company. Um, and that's, and I, I guess they shouldn't have been so trusting. Um, and then the next time that we tried to get the data to do it, it was no longer available. 
Um, really? Exactly. Yeah. So that that rep did not stay there very long. Um, uh, so it, it's very very frustrating. I mean, it should it should be transparent. This shouldn't be bullying and intimidating. You know, if if you've earned your money, that you should be paid on it. It's the law. It really is. You know, for some reason we have very tight laws around federal re regulations for base wages, but unfortunately, when it comes for sales folks and variable compensation and commissions, it's a gray area and it really varies from state to state on how it's dealt with. And it's a shame that that's the case. You know, it creates a very uh, a large and 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 uh, a wealthy employment litigation uh, industry. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so I want to go to the side of, I want to like, I want to give as much credit to our sales leaders listening to this show as possible. I want to think that the only listeners of the sales leadership podcast are the very best sales leaders. And so I'm going to take a stand that you may like chuckle when I do, and you're allowed to, that the leaders of our show are not trying to withhold information and they are not trying to uh, deny their reps of, of commissions that are due. So let's talk about if that's the case, then we have a responsibility to create clarity if we yes. are that kind of a leader. Yes. Is, is that a fair statement? Yeah, well, I think the sales leaders are aligned with their with their reps because, frankly, those Good. sales leaders are getting an override on everything their reps sell. So they would more often than not want to go to bat on behalf of the reps when there are commission types issues. I mean, the, the problem is the dichotomy between the CRO or the CFO uh, who's getting a number dictated to them by the board of directors or the, or the CEO. And, and then when you do a bottoms up and you look at your sales team and what numbers have they produced and what can they realistically do this next year and how much are we adding you know, uh, reps to the team and when are they coming on and how long does it take to get them ramped up? When you're budgeting these things, they never align. You, know, you always say, I'm gonna get a rep on board at producing on April 1st. You know, it's September by the time they do their first deal. You know, right. Uh, it, right. It, so there's this massive gap where the top down and the bottom up don't meet. And it creates all this pressure and anxiety within the sales leader that then he puts that back down on the reps and, it, and it's, you're setting yourself up for failure. So, I mean, I think the first thing is you need to be honest with yourself, put realistic expectations in your team. I think you need to provide transparency and clarity, like you said, around the compensation plan, but also around the reporting and also around the commissioning. And you, you, you need to be very communicative. So you don't want to make decisions about what's going to impact the reps uh, commission payout if you're not communicating with them in advance. That, that's the biggest thing that I hear right now. That these decisions are being made across the board. They're being jammed down the rep's throat. Oftentimes they're very wrong and it's sort of take it or leave it. And uh, it's just not the way to build a conducive uh, culture that uh, is based on transparency and fairness. So to our listeners, um, we have a responsibility to advocate for those people. And you're right. It's in their interest. Any advice on ways to do that? Like you got, you got 50,000 people listening and I hope that we like people that will get the, like our sales leadership United that will get some of the videos of this. Like Dan's head is nodding right now. Like, like he's at a concert, man. He's, he's <laughs> like, Rob, shut up. I want to talk. And, 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 and he's, you, you'll love the picture that he has behind him of one of his favorite bands. Cause that's one of mine. So, I, I, I'm happy to see you like nodding your head. You're like, Rob, shut up. I want to talk. And my listeners are like, Rob, shut, shut up. Right. And, and so what advice would you give our, our leaders? What are two or three things they can do to create that clarity, to create that transparency, to create that reporting? Like, like what battles might they have to fight? What are things you would say, here are some things that will help you create this environment where people can trust you because you're forthcoming. 
Yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, I really think it's about what True Commission is all about. I really think it's about tracking the deal from inception all the way through. I believe that if you do that and provide that on a reporting level, that no one would ever have to check their pay, that no one would ever wonder if it's right or not, that you would literally just look at a spreadsheet, look at a screen, and basically be able to track the history of the deal. You'd see any type of changes that took place you know, during implementation, you know, throughout the, the change from what you initially expected, and, and then you'll be able to see it, and you'll understand it, and it won't be hidden from you, and you won't be wondering if it's right or not, and you won't be, you know, having anxiety about whether or not my company is being honest with me and, and, uh, and doing the right thing from that perspective. So, you know, the, the, the company will greatly benefit by being honest and transparent. You know, I, I did a calculation, an estimation about, if, you know, if you're working with, a, say, a sales team of like 400 reps, if you calculate that the average rep is, let's say the rep is doing a million dollars in revenue a year. If they work 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, that's $500 an hour. Okay. So if they're, if, you, if they're, so what, what I find and what I hear from everybody as sales managers, that when commissions come out, there's a line out their door of reps complaining every month of pay errors, complex comp plans, lack of responsiveness from the accounting department. So the, the, the manager has to sit there and, and, and placate these reps you know, every month. The reps are talking amongst themselves by the water cooler. They're spending time attempting to manually check to see if they're paid right. Now, you multiply all those hours every month across 400 reps. We're talking eight figures in wasted productivity, okay, based on a $500 an hour rate uh, over a 12-month period. It's unbelievable. Just think about how much time that the reps could spend selling more time selling, a, more of a positive attitude, knowing that their company is paying them fully and accurately on every single deal they sell. What type of loyalty and trust will that build? That rep will go through a wall for you. They'll put in that yeah. extra time. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing that you want to do is you want to build out the comp plans to incentivize them to keep them motivated in selling more and earning more for you. You know, I've seen so many plans that, you know, they, the, the, the accelerators kind of get flat after a while. Or I've seen plans that have caps. I mean, you want your rep to go off and do a side hustle for the last six months of the year. I mean, you know, so that's my thoughts there. Well, so let's, let's, we only have a few more minutes on half one. I can't believe how fast it's going. So I want to leave equal time for half two and half one of this. So you just touched on something that I'd love to explore maybe just a little more. Okay. What are the elements of a good comp plan? So we got a whole bunch of people. Some I, One of the very common requests I get is, can you help me see like comp plans around X? Are there like two or three things that you would say lead to really high, highly effective comp plans? Well, a comp plan needs to benefit both the employer and the employee. You know, if, you, if you're too pro, so I'm consulting with a no, number of companies right now and helping them build out compensation structures. And you really need to understand the business model. You need to understand the revenue that's coming in. Um, you know, you, you got to build out a plan that you're not going to change halfway through the year and piss off your entire sales team. You also never want to make retroactive plan changes to plans. And frankly, in California, it's illegal. It should be in every state. Um, so, I mean, really, really what you want to do there is, is that you want to build a plan that you can stick to. You want to build a plan that's going to drive the behavior that you're seeking. And you want to be do something that's fair and achievable and something that they can that, that they can understand. I mean, you know, if you're a rep, you should be able to explain your comp plan to some stranger in a bar in about 30 seconds and, and, and not sit there and stumble over it. I mean, I, I literally have as part of my consulting practice, Rob, I have reps coming to me and asking me to help them understand their comp plan. Okay. It, it's shocking to me um, that, that their managers just sort of throw these things over the wall and the reps have no idea actually how they make their money. And they just get a check 
Oftentimes they're not even getting commission statements. They're tying to the commission check. You know, it's just, here's a lump sum number and this is what you got. And you just trust us that it's right. I, I think that's just so wrong. I think there should be a legal obligation for every company that pays commission. They should be providing not only a commission statement, but the full history of the deal to show what was initially expected and what you ended up with. And when there's a variance or a difference, there should be a reconciliation and explanation on why there's a difference so that you don't have to spin your wheels wondering if it's right or not. Here's my question that this gives me that I really can't wait to get from you. So if you're part of an organization that doesn't provide that kind of transparency and, and insight, which is a lot, maybe most, maybe all. most, all. all. Okay, great. And you're a leader that's listening and saying, man, I don't want to be that leader. Like, is would you suggest that it's it's worth their time because it would take time is it something they should consider to be tracking that themselves these are your deals these are the things like should a sales leader take the time to provide that clarity because you want to be that kind of a leader not just because it's the right thing to do but because you want to be that kind of a leader is that is that a recommendation you'd make absolutely i think i mean they have all the data there it's just purposely not provided I mean, grab all your initial deals that are coming right out of your CRM, right? You basically need to tie that out to your invoicing system and on a deal level or even on a line item level and see where those changes are and what the reasons are for them. A lot of times companies do this intentionally though, Rob, so that they, you know, that, that nobody can track exactly what these changes are because a lot of times the deal will change and the value of it will be different to the rep. And the, the rep will have to absorb these differences, even though they've had nothing to do with the cause of them. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's so again, we're going to get to the, to the second half, like advocation, advocating and protecting yourself and things to be aware of. Got any, any like final thoughts on this? Like, listen, sales leaders, a couple things you might think about if you have input on how you create compliance, a couple things you might want to think about if you want to be the leader who makes it so they have that kind of clarity? Is there like a couple of things you do to summarize that and then we'll shift gears? I mean, to tell you the truth, Rob, at the highest level, it's just wanting to do the right thing. It really is. Go to, go to bat for your people. You know what I mean? They're going to be leaders within your company that are going to be more fiscally focused. They've got a negative view of the sales role in general. You know, be an advocate for them, fight for them, stand up for them. I mean, you're their leader. Go to bat for them. I mean, that's what I would most say. If you're coming, if you're going, if you're approaching this from the right place, you'll do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not hard to do. Um, it's when you're looking to not be transparent and not to be honest and open about it. Um, that's where you fall into trouble. And that's where, you know, reps are going to get upset and they're going to want to leave. And that's what starts to destroy trust and culture. So, uh, you know, let's not be, uh, you know, treat people the way that you want to be treated, you know, Have, treat them with dignity and respect and transparency and honesty. And they'll go to bat for you and they'll run through a wall for you. All right. Perfect. And that's probably the title of our, our episode, brother, is go to bat for your people. You know, I love how you channel a little Spike Lee, do the right thing on that as well. So um, th this is good. So we're going to shift. We're going to shut this one down. I, I could see us inviting you back in just a few months to go deeper in both of these sides. But one of the things that I think has emerged from this year being such a challenging year, particularly in tech, it's over 300,000 layoffs. People are like being shown the door and people are like finding new jobs and Sometimes people are just like, like, I guess I take what they give. You've had probably an influx of people saying, what can I really do because of the weird situation of what's happened? You've probably had like this, like deluge of, of things. Let's talk about protecting yourself. Let's talk about like 
what it means to do the right thing. What are you owed? How, how can you take care of yourself? Because you're very passionate about it. If people don't follow you, we're going to make sure that they have an opportunity to, like I follow you. You've taught me a lot of things that led me to want to have on the show. Like this is an important part of this show. Let's get into pips and transitions and severances and what you ask for. I, I just want to give you the mic and let you just kind of start going because you see more of this than maybe anybody else right now. Yeah, I and mean, especially since you know this is geared a little bit towards sales sales leaders, I, I really want to talk about one topic that I'm going to put a post out about in the next couple of weeks, and it's it's really troublesome uh, for me what I, what I'm seeing here, and, and it's around separation. You know, it, it's it, you know we're in a tough market. You know, tech is just getting destroyed. The job market is saturated with people who are let go, and now you know we're playing games with how we're letting people go. You know, rather than doing a, a formal layoff and which becomes sort of publicly known and then sort of as a reflection of maybe what the future holds for the business over the next six months. I mean, obviously, if things are growing and going great, they're not going to be reducing headcount at that point. So rather than doing it the right way and being honest and transparent and treating that person with respect and dignity, they're putting people who don't deserve to be on it on false pips and they're giving them 30 days to achieve it. They're giving them criteria that they need to meet that have never been met in the history of the company. They're also adding three or four other criteria that they've, the rep has never been judged on or asked to do. They're adding this in just to make it so that they likely won't beat mm. them because the goal here was to let them go in the first place. And, you know, they'll also add these things in so that oftentimes very well-established, high-performing reps, they won't stand for this. They have confidence in themselves. They'll tell them where to stick the pip and they'll just, you know, resign and go get a job in a couple of weeks. And that's exactly what the company wanted them to do in the first place. What is your termination or separation cost when the rep resigns? Nothing. There's no severance. There's no unemployment. And that's sort of why they're doing this. And it's just horrific. It's just horrible. So they're, they're wrongfully using pips. They're making the pips unachievable. They're embarrassing and demeaning to the reps. And they're, they're and, and now they get put on a 30-day PIP. So now HR is involved, the manager's involved, they're micromanaging, they're spending all this time writing them up, trying to meet it. So many people are wasting time. That's the wrong way to do this. If you need to let somebody go, let's do it with dignity and respect. Let's go to them and say, hey, you're an employee at will, it's not working out here. I'm gonna give you the next 30 days, instead of giving you this false PIP for you to chase your tail with, I'm gonna give you the next 30 days while you're still a full-fledged employee here to go look for a job. You don't have to do your work here anymore. If you want to come into the office, great. If you don't want to, fine. If you need to use any of our resources, we're happy to support you. If after those 30 days you haven't found a job, we're going to lay you off. You're going to, we're going to let you go. We're going to give you a severance at that point. For however many number of years that you've been here, we're going to give you somewhere between two to four weeks per year, preferably four. That's sort of the standard that I'm seeing right now. And, and then, you know, and then after that, you know, you can go on your unemployment. And I think that any single employee would be thrilled with that. And it would be benef more beneficial for the employer because now you're not wasting all this time and resources with this gaslighting and baloney pip. And you're honest and transparent. And likely that rep is going to go off and get a job within that time period. You're not going to pay the severance. You're not going to pay the unemployment. And everyone is better off and everyone feels better about it. So that's what I'm going to say about that, uh, about, about severances, you know, and, and, you know, the other thing that I want to say about getting, being prepared. So I've put a post out about this recently as well. You know, I'm not telling everybody to think that their employers are horrible people and they're out to screw you, but there's no reason that you can't be prepared just in case that worst case scenario happens. So, you know, I, the first thing I say is that when you're joining a company and you're in the interviewing process, once you get that offer in writing, 
go and flip the script, you know, turn the tables, ask all the tough questions that you were afraid to ask without an offer in hand, because you think it might've impacted your ability to get the offer. You know, if you've had issues before with prior employers, run scenarios by the new, by the CEO, if you're a sales leader or by, you know, the sales leader, if you're an individual rep and, 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 and give, give them examples of, ask them, how would you deal with the situation? You know, and it will give you an idea of their values and their morals and their ethics. And, and that will give you a good idea of whether that's a place you want to be at. And that's, if those are people that you want to work with. I want to I make sure that. Good. No, no, you, you want to make sure I what? Wanna, I want to, I want to, I want to make sure that when you're getting an offer, never accept the offer unless you have the comp plan in place. Never. If you're getting equity, never accept the deal unless you have the stock plan in place. Okay. And have someone like myself or someone else review those things so that you're not being taken advantage of. I see this all the time, okay? You think you're getting stock. You've got a four-year vest. It's got a one-year cliff monthly after that. And you're there four years. Okay, I'm fully vested. Well, you know, there's some, I've seen a number of uh, stock plans that you have to be in, on the job, working at the company at the time of the transaction, even if you're fully vested or you get nothing. And they don't tell you this. So you're interviewing it. Yeah, we've, what's the stock? Oh, we've got a four-year vet. They don't mention it about how you have to be an employee. I've seen three or four of these just in the last couple of months. Wow. So you know, don't be blindly trusting. Ask the questions. Make sure you're going into the right place. You know, you know, look for red flags. You know, you're not, you're not a family. If they tell you that you're a family, if they tell you, trust us, we'll figure this out when we get there. No, you're looking for me to sign all these restrictive clauses before I join. You won't let me start unless I do so. You need to show me the same respect. You know, tell me what the, what the comp plan is. Don't have me, let's not talk about it once I've already resigned from my prior role. And if I'm not happy, then what do I do then? You know, make sure you see all those restrictive clauses so that you're not signing a non-solicitation agreement that says that you can never work in the only industry you've ever worked in your entire career. Okay, because I've worked with several clients who've had that issue too, that we've had to now go back and attempt to negotiate that out as part of the severance agreement. Well, let's okay. sit in that one for a minute. Is that like, what are things like, cause I think there's a lot of people that they just don't know what you can and can't negotiate. Like, I think that we're in a world where like in the past, it kind of was a take it or leave it world. And I think we're in a world where there's a lot more we can do and people just don't know it. Like is something like non-competes, is that something you can pre-negotiate before you sign? Well, I, I'll take it one step back from that, Rob. If you're being recruited by a company and they want you, you'll never have any more leverage to negotiate anything with them than at that very moment. They want you. They've selected you out of perhaps hundreds of different people for this job. Now is the time that you need to negotiate your terms. So, you know, whether it's a non-compete, whether it's a comp plan, whether it's your other, you know, a non-solicitation, that is when you need to do it and you need to leverage that. And a lot of people are afraid to do so because they don't want to rock the boat. It's actually the opposite. You will gain respect from your employer when you start to negotiate things, things, things and question these things. Like, hey, this guy stands up for himself. This isn't someone we, who we can steal from or someone who is going to be allowed to be walk all over. You, you gain a level of mutual respect by negotiating your own terms. And I imagine that there's a right way and a wrong way to do that, right? Um... But uh, but I like this, like having that confidence. It's not like, I love this. Like, so is there like two or three things you'd say, listen, because there's probably a lot of people that are in the middle of change transitions right now with 50,000 listeners. I would imagine there's a meaningful percentage that are in some kind of transition. Like, is everything negotiable? Are there some things that you would say above all, make sure you do these things? Like, 
Any best like tips on protecting yourselves when you're on that front side? That's that's a great segue, Rob. So what I'm seeing all the time right now is that reps are getting fired. You know, sales leaders are getting fired all the time just before big equity vests are going to take place. You know, you can kind of come in, you start there on day one, you work there for nine or 10 months, you build out this pipeline that's going to pop in the next three months. You've got a big cliff equity vest that's going to hit. And all of a sudden you're getting terminated for no reason after you were heavily recruited from a prior role based on all these promises and assurances about what it was going to be like. And now for no good reason, you're being let go and you've lost out on that vest that's going to happen very soon. And you've got, you know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars in commission pipeline that's going to pop in the next few months. So what I always propose is that I would suggest language to put in your agreement that you can't be terminated to avoid being paid out commissions or being paid out vesting equity. That, you know, you know, it, you know, maybe, you know, if things aren't working out, you get let go within the first six months, fine. But if you're there after six months and they let you go between six and 12 months, I suggest language that they, that, that first cliff vest gets vested if you're terminated. And that if you have a pipeline that you're going to get paid out on a certain percentage of that pipeline based on where it is. And, and make sure that you need to know in your comp plan, how will commissions be dealt with upon departure? You know, some companies pay out based on booking. Some people pay us on invoicing. Some pay out on collections. And depending on how it's paid out will significantly impact what happens to your commissions when you let go. I think this is really important. I really love this. I'm glad. I, I love your passion, man. Like, I hope if anything, your passion doesn't just create awareness, but it creates confidence with our listeners. Like your passion makes me realize that people should be more confident than they probably are. Is, is that also an observation you found? Well, yeah, that's another, um, dude, we haven't even rehearsed this. I mean, you're like my, you're yeah. like my wingman here. We got to go to a bar or something. I'm just joking. I mean, um, old fashioned baby, let's go. I mean, I mean, I mean, what I'm finding is that when people come to me after they've been wrongly terminated, stolen from by hundreds of thousands of dollars in commission, and they don't know where to go. I mean, they've trusted this employer. They've given their blood, sweat, and tears. They're literally crawled up into the fetal position, and they think it's yeah. something that they did. They, they question themselves, like, why is this happening to me? They question their self-confidence. And what, what I do is I let them know that this isn't about them. I, I'm I, And I bring my energy and my passion to them. So it would be amazing if we get a screenshot of what they look like within the first 30 seconds of our call and one after 30 minutes, you go from someone in the fetal position that's victimized to someone who's a warrior that's ready to go out and fight and challenge and take what's theirs. And that's what it's all about. You know, I give my energy and passion as if it's myself who was in their position going through this. And it, it, it they, they just eat it right up and it, and it gets them going. Well, there's a reason I think that that you you've turned so many heads, Dan. Like like you've become, in my mind, a must follow. You're a you're a person that people must be aware of, and we I can't believe we're down to our last like ten minutes or so. We'll for sure give people time to like how do they get a hold of you um, when you work with people? Like, is there a most common couple things that you say? Listen. I, we got a broad audience. I, I, we have a really big platform here for people that can listen. And I love that you talked about your confidence. I love that you talked about like, are there like two or three things say, listen, right now, here's like a few things you should really be thinking about. Anything yes, that's Another great segue, Rob, which I meant to say earlier from your last prompt that I didn't get to. I want you to make believe that tomorrow you're going to be fired and your system is going to be wiped and you're going to be walked out the door. Okay. 
Okay. And the number of people that come to me that they're completely shocked by this and wish they still had access to their system so that they could get all their commission information to prove the wage theft, that they could get all their screenshots to prove the toxic work environment that they've worked in that has just you know done, done horrible things to their mental state at this point. So what I want to tell everybody right now is to gather up all your information, make believe you're going to be fired tomorrow and you have none of it, and don't say, I wish I had that. Get all your slacks, your emails, your screenshots, you know, get all your compensation plans, your employment agreements, your reviews, your equity grants, you know, um, you know, your performance reviews, anything, anything that you can use to show that you were a great employee, that your performance was outstanding, that this termination is wrongful, that you're owed money that they've stolen from you. Because if you don't have the information, you can still go after them. I'm not telling that you don't have a case to make it, but it's a lot more powerful um, what I do is sort of an evidence-based uh, way of going about this. We, we, we take facts, you know, screenshots, detailed written out narrative. Those support bullet point factual statements, which then put, support strong statements that will make the hair on the back of the neck of the reader stand up. And this is how you kind of go after it. Most people just kind of take it and go away. And that's what employers are counting on. So don't play their game. Stand up for what's yours. Don't be bullied, intimidated. Don't have years or decades of regret for not for, for being allowing them to do this. I'll give you one more quick example right now. I put Let's out go. a post about wage theft. Some guy reached out to me and say, hey, Dan, you got a few minutes. I'd like to tell you the story. You know, maybe you want to publish it. I said, oh, sure, I'll talk. He shared a story about, uh, I think it was $60,000 in wage theft. And we were talking wow. and talking. It literally sounded like it was from last week. It was 13 years ago. This guy has been living with this on a regular basis since then. And when he read wow. my post, it just all came out to the top. What I do is I refer to this as wage theft PTSD. And if you don't address it, it will stay with you for decades. So stand up and fight. Don't be bullied. Don't be intimidated. Don't have regret for not doing it. And even if you don't have success, you'll still be able to move forward. Instead of having that, I wish I did this. I wish I did that and regretting not doing it. What a great story, man. Thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. Dan, um, we're, we're on the final throws of this. we got about seven minutes or so, eight minutes. I want to make sure that we give enough time for people to know how to find you. Listen, I, I follow you. I, I look everything you post. Like there's a couple of things people, you're going to have a lot of people that I'm going to say, there's not many people who do what you do. You are an expert at what you do. Right now, you are the guy at what you do. And so with all the people who are listening, if they have questions for you, like the one that you just shared, if they have advice they want to get, I know that you part of your business is you are this advice giver. You are someone that can bring perspective. Perspective is powerful when we're talking about this. Can, can you share a little bit about how do people connect to you? How do they get more from you? How do they learn what you have to offer? Take as much time as you need to, and then we'll start to wrap this thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, right now, um, my CRM is my LinkedIn DMs, unfortunately. Uh, I'm hoping that one of these days that LinkedIn will actually bring the LinkedIn DMs to the 21st century. Uh, but oh. we, we can't we can't hold our breath waiting for that. So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me via email at dgoodman at truecommish.com. Uh, you can reach out to me at my True Commish website as well, uh, www.truecommish.com. Uh, you can visit that there. Um, we yep. have an application um, that uh, people can use right now for free. I've got a demo that I'm happy to share with folks. Um, you know, so reach out to me. My, my phone number is 781. I'm going to give it out to everybody. Let's out go. 781-690-2000. Yeah, 
2754. If I can answer I the it. phone, I will. Send me a text message with your name and context. I return all calls. Yeah, and I would say connect with you on LinkedIn for sure and, and take advantage of that phone number. Take advantage of that email because Dan can give you perspective. As salespeople, we've learned often for our clients, perspective is the biggest thing we can bring because we've solved the problem they're up against more than they ever have. This challenge of protecting yourself, but also on the positive side, being the leader who does the right thing, right? Like being that leader, Dan can help you be that leader. If you want to be someone who creates life-changing and career-changing years for the people you lead, one of the important places to, to get it right is how you compensate people. And I, I think this is something that as leaders, we can never be too intentional about. Like, man, when you screw around with someone's money, I think that's a hard sin to recover from, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, once you, once, you, once you break trust, there's no way to fully repair it. And when you mess with people's money, man, you're messing with their soul. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, you can't be doing that. You know, I mean, we're all adults. We all put on our pants one leg at a time. You know, this, that, that sales leader, that CEO, they know what their check is going to be each week. You know, why does that rep not have that same transparency? You know, if a majority of their income comes from variable compensation, why is it a guessing game to know if they're paid right? They don't deserve that. It causes anxiety. It causes mistrust. It causes a negative culture. You know, you're, you're better off being honest and transparent and everybody wins with pay transparency. Amen. Perfect place to end. Uh, Dan, thank you for joining us. On behalf of 50,000 people, man, this was fast. It was fire. Um, I hope that you that you have struck, struck a nerve with others like you have me. Listen, as leaders, we have a responsibility to the people that we lead. Right when the, when they join the company, they they imperp they in part join because of who the leader will be, and we owe it to them to be that advocate for them. We owe it to them to help them get what's theirs. And Dan can help you do that for yourself. Dan can help you be someone who does that for your team. He channels a little uh, whether you like his politics or not. A little Ronald Reagan of trust and verify. Um, I think that's a good thing. Make it so you'll build trust faster if you're easier to verify. Do you have one final thought you'd share before we shut this down? You know, all I want to say is just like, you know, we're all in this together. You know, I mean, you know, you know, back in the seventies and eighties growing up, the mentality was like, in order for someone to win, someone else had it to lose. And, and that has changed. You know, there's no reason why we all can't win together. Okay. Dan Goodman. My advice, connect with them, check them out, reach out to them. Uh, every one of us have to deal with comp plans at some level. Sometimes we're making them, sometimes we're administrating them, sometimes we're explaining them. No matter which one it is, he will help you do the right thing. He will help you go to bat for your people. And I don't know that there's a better compliment we can get from someone that, that we lead than my leader goes to bat for me. So Dan, on behalf of 50,000 people around the world, thank you for your insights. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for bringing some heat to the Sales Leadership Podcast. And as I say to everyone, happy selling, brother. Thank you, Rob. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has lived on Patreon, and it has grown to be the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. I could not be more excited to announce that Sales Leadership United now has its own home. 
Sales Leadership United has moved off of Patreon and you can find us at salesleadershipunited.com. Listen, I coach over 100 sales leaders in big companies, new companies, every industry, people that are new to leadership, people that are new to their company, some of the most seasoned sales leadership in, in the world and some of the most new sales leaders in the world. And every single one of them wants more tools, more insights, more perspectives, things like how do you create systems? How do you create foundations? How do you create change? How do you coach? How do you lead up, manage up? How do you connect to a totally different generation? But the number one question I get, what are other leaders like me doing to solve problems like the ones I'm facing right now? And that's why you wanna check out Sales Leadership United. Tools, training, techniques, perspectives that can come from the benefits that only come from thousands of hours with other leaders from all around the world. Listen, if you haven't checked out Sales Leadership United, head to salesleadershipunited.com, uh, sign up for your favorite plan, use the code ROB to get your free trial on me. Okay, how can you not love Dan Goodman? The guy who has a mission to help protect the rights of sales leaders and sales people all around the world. And this topic, of compensation. It's a topic we haven't really hit in the five year history of this show. How do you go? How do you go to bat for your people? That's a really important question. This episode is so timely and so important because there has been so much happening that has resulted in salespeople and sales leaders being mistreated as it relates to their compensation. Right now, there's a growing distrust and in some cases, a flat out dislike of leaders. Part of it's because there have been so many layoffs. Part of it's because there's been so many, so much transition. Uh, part of it's because some people feel like they're like hands are tied. They don't have options. Here's what I've learned over a long career. Too many times we only focus on the numbers. And the fastest way to screw up a relationship with a member of your team is to mess around with their comp. And the key to a strong relationship with anyone you lead is clarity and the financial implication of the relationship. Clarity around how to calculate comp. Clarity around when it will be paid. Clarity around how you interact with teammates related to comp. And the confidence in the company and in the leaders that the rules won't change. Listen, you need to protect yourself. You need to make sure you have certainty and clarity around your comp. But don't make those you lead have to fight for what they've earned. Too many times comp is a stress factor and not a passion factor like it should be. And when the time comes that you have to let people go for any reason, do the right thing with their comp too. So I hope this conversation with Dan was helpful. You need to go back and listen to this one. I don't have that much to offer except for what he said. Trust and verify. Be the person who goes to bat for your people. Be someone that your reps can trust. Don't ever allow compensation to be a question mark or an uncertainty for someone that's a member of your team. There are enough uncertainties out there that are related to the sales profession. So Dan, thank you so much for joining me. Congrats on your success. Thank you for being the voice of the sales people and the sales leaders when it comes to comp. This is such an important issue. My advice is to connect with Dan, reach out to him, You'll find he's an incredible resource. Take him up on, on his offer to, to, to be helpful. You, you'll be so glad you did. We've included the link uh, to his LinkedIn profile and to his company resources to help make that connection quickly. And I can't wait to get him back on the show again soon. Dan, you were even better than I thought. 
And be sure to check out Sales Leadership United to get the video segments of the highlights of my conversation with Tucker and the other guests of the show. I will have several clips that will be huge leadership resources for you. You're gonna wanna use those resources for sure. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes, and you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head over to salesleadershipunited.com to check it out. You'll be glad you did. Finally, thanks for your support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Our job as sales leaders is to create life-changing years for the people we lead. If you liked this message, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. And then get after it this week because life is short. We got no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. Maximize what you do today. Be elite, live strong, chase your passions, and do your best work so you can live your best life. And don't ever forget that you got this and I got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.